Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Polygreens podcast. I'm Joe Swartz from Amhydro, along with my good friend and colleague, Nick Greens of the Nick Greens Grow Team. And we're back after a summer hiatus. So, uh, Nick, welcome back. It's great to be back behind the microphone with you. Oh, man, it's awesome to be back. And uh, just just to get back and uh, and get things going for the viewers. And, you know, this is season three. Let's let's get this going. Yeah, I know a lot of people have out there very busy working on projects, which is actually why Nick and I took a little bit of time off from the podcast because we were both working on a number of uh, projects. I just got back. I was overseas a little bit. We've got a lot of really interesting projects going on here in CEA in North America. And so, just to let people know, like anything to do with the podcast, um, I'm fully running things as far as the back end. And that's why we kind of had to take time off. It really, and then Joe was very, very busy. And for us to line up and do things, it was just so hard for both of us. Uh, so I do apologize that uh, we couldn't uh, have some podcasting for you. But we do appreciate all of the input. I've gotten a lot of emails and uh, input from people, um, both, you know, uh, constructive advice as to what they'd like to see. A um, lot of lot of good feedback on a lot of our, our different guests. And we've, we've got many more in the pipeline. We're going to be starting to talk a little bit more about commercial production as it relates to you, whether it's a small scale kind of backyard operation all the way up to a very, very large scale operation. And um, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on in the uh, CEA industry. So we'll be certainly talking about a lot of that uh, as well. So please continue. Uh, send uh, Nick, Nick at NickGreens.com or Joe at amhydro.com. Um, please reach out to us on social media. So what's going on, Joe? What you been up to? What's what what's new? And uh, what, I mean, what is or what is AM Hydro up to? And how's things been? Well, the summer has really blown by. We've got a lot of different projects um, in terms of commercial CEA facilities. Um, we we've been spending time over in Egypt on a on a project that uh, could be very very large for food production out in that region. So we're excited about that. And, uh, and we just have, uh, you know, a number of new CEA facilities going online here in Massachusetts, uh, excuse me, in the United States. Um, being based in Massachusetts, most of my projects are uh, West Coast, out of the country, um, quite a distance away. We've had a great project called uh, CT Food for Thought in Torrington, Connecticut. So it's actually close to where I live. And um, about three years ago, they built a 12,000 square foot uh, controlled environment ag facility, growing lettuce and leafy greens for the local markets. And they are already in the process of expanding as we speak. I'm going to be heading down there later this week to take some photographs and do some video that I'll be posting later online. But um, they've just been doing such a great job. So we're really pleased to see their success. CT Food for Thought is part of a, a charitable organization called New Opportunities that not only produces food um, and procures food for, for people who, who need it, but they also offer job training. They offer employment opportunities for people maybe who have been previously incarcerated, who, who have other issues related to getting employment. So what they're really doing is they're getting food out there, good nutritious food, but they're offering great uh, employment opportunities, economic advancement to people who really need it. Um, and, they're, and they're doing that, they're funding a lot of that through making money uh, in their controlled environment ag facilities. So we were really pleased to be part of that from the very beginning. We helped them build their first facility. Um, they've been doing a fantastic job and here they are already expanding just uh, a couple of years later. So, so we're excited about that. 
and uh, doing a lot of instruction like you trying to get more information out there. We've been, Am Hydro has been uh, doing our, our regular seminars. Uh, we had one in June. We've got another one coming up actually in two weeks. So how big uh, are these seminars? Like how many people max can attend them? Do you have a cap? Yeah, actually we do. We cap them at, uh, well, 15. Sometimes we go as high as 20, but we try to keep it under uh, to 15 individual farms or individual operations. Sometimes one operation will send two or three people. Okay. And the reason we do that is we spend uh, almost a full day doing classroom instruction. We talk everything from basic horticulture and we talk about it in plain English. We talk about things like photosynthesis, transpiration and respiration. We don't go into a real deep dive, but we talk about the processes related to plant growth and plant quality. And then how in, again, in simple English, how that applies to you as a business owner. So you don't necessarily have to understand a lot of the granular science if you don't want to, but you have to understand what the basic uh, functions of the plan are. And that way you can manage your facility. You can manage your environmental control. You can manage your nutrition to best tailor that. Because a lot of people we've found fall into this trap that they see a, a certain technology, indoor vertical farming or greenhouse farming. And they think that you just plug in the system and it goes. But um, to be able to manage that, you really need to understand what the plants need. So we spend some time doing that. And then we spend time in a commercial greenhouse, right? Uh, close by in Eureka, California. And people do everything that we're gonna do in your CEA operation. Everything from seeding, transplanting, harvesting. So it's hands-on. So it's a hands-on. Very hands-on. Yeah. You're, you're in a working commercial greenhouse and you're doing everything. And then we talk about um, high-level things like integrated pest management, biological pest control. We actually apply biologicals in the greenhouse at that time. So basically people can actually understand what they're, what they're treating and what they're using again, you know, against the different insect or disease pests. Um, so that's really important. And then we spend the, the remainder of the seminar doing a business track. So we are now kind of trying to pull everything together. So here we're understanding horticulture. We're understanding the CEA technologies. We're understanding the actual process in the greenhouse. And now how does that apply to uh, a workable business? And so it, we, we like to think that it, it gives a good, very well-rounded kind of basis for people who want to get into CEA. And, uh, and it's really a lot of fun. And we, we have a lot of international customers that will come. And, um, and so we, we keep it small enough so we can address a lot of questions. And, so when's and the next one? Since the last one just passed in June. When's so the next we've one? got one coming up in a couple of weeks, October 20th and 21st, Thursday and Friday. Now, is that sold out? Uh, it is, we may have one space available, but, um, it's basically sold out. Our next one is coming up in February. So if anybody's interested, please just go to Amhydro's website. It's amhydro.com backslash seminar. And, uh, and you can get all the information, but we really enjoy working directly with people and letting them see, feel, taste, and touch the plants. So how about you, Nick? Why don't you talk about a little bit about some of the things that you've got going on this summer? A lot of things I've been doing is just a lot of uh, research on uh, actually soil, a lot of soil growing and and how like the information of soil <clears throat> transfers to hydroponics, you know, and there's a lot of connection there. And I've always talked about this and that's how I became a good hydroponic grower is because I understood soil growing first. You know, I've worked in those big farms, those biointensive farms, and people don't understand biointensive growing is kind of just they're just reusing everything. They're just 
everything just goes right back into the, to, you know, to their compost piles. Um, so I'm trying to understand like how, like, you know, what I know about hydroponics and can I take that to, uh, you know, to soil growing and, and I, I don't know, I love soil. I mean, I, I don't even want to go back hydroponic growing, but I know, you know, not everywhere can do soil growing. So it's not, you know, the region yeah. I'm in right now, it's, it's, it's great to do soil. So. Yeah. I mean, growing up as a farmer, I mean, that's just been the basis of, of everything I do in CEA. People sometimes um, forget or, or don't understand when they, they see a lot of the interesting technologies, they kind of forget that whether you're growing outdoors in a field, whether you're growing in containers in your house, whether you're growing in an indoor climate controlled grow room, or whether you're growing in a greenhouse, you're managing biological processes. So the, the technology, they're just tools and um, how you grow, how you manage all that really is all the same. The, the, yeah. And, all and, the biological and but it's process. kind of reversed a little too, right? Uh, yeah. Compared to uh, indoor farming, right? Indoor farming, you you want to eliminate any pest, any signs of pest, unless they're having beneficial uh, uh, biologicals in there, right? Then that's another story. But most likely, they don't want nothing. With me in outdoor growing, I want certain insects and bugs around my crop. You know, or, or there's certain people, if I see a spider or two on, on the crop, I'm like, great. Of course you want to see some spiders. It's not a bad thing that you're seeing a spider and you're going to take out the plant or kill the spider, you know? Yeah. Not, not something that people normally think about when they think of CEA, but, but certainly, so, so when it relates to outdoors, there are certain limitations. You can't eliminate the presence of insects outdoors. When you use indoor growing or greenhouse growing, you do have physical mechanisms that you can use to at least limit the infiltration of insects you know what one of the big myths of course in the industry is that if you're growing indoors you know bugs can't get in trust me they'll get in they'll get in everywhere um but but you're right so in, in a in a greenhouse setting or an indoor setting where we are screening the openings and we have physical barriers to keep as much out uh, you don't have that out in the soil so what are some of your other barriers outdoors Hoop well there so yeah. so we said hey we got to we got to start, the weather's getting nicer. Let's start doing hoop house. Mm -hmm. So that way we can just, right now the sun's not, you know, like everything's fine. So we just put netting over it and uh, insect, mm -hmm. insect netting over it. And that's it. Hoop house with insect netting, you know? I mean, doesn't, I mean, doesn't big grape farmers do that too with insect? Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Net houses are actually very common, especially in hot tropical climates um, where they may not even use a glazing like plastic or glass or polycarbonate at all, but they will actually use shade protection and or insect screening. So that's actually pretty common. So where in my greenhouse, I may have uh, an insect screened air inlet. You have spiders out there doing the same job, basically. I mean, so I don't recommend everybody should stop doing hydroponics and start doing outdoor. That's that. I mean, it requires yeah. a lot of, uh, of uh, um, scouting. You know, oh, you're not crop scouting. If you're not crop scouting, then I mean, it, it's not you. I don't just set it and forget it, you know? Yep. Yep. So if you look at let's let's take a look at the plants outside. So you have the plants. There's a, a whole biological processes going on in the soil uh, from all of the microbiome in the soil to the nutrients, to the water in the soil, um, all of that going on. 
that same process, that same, um, all of those uh, different functions are happening, whether you're growing indoors or in a greenhouse, but they may be managed differently, but the process is the same. Um, we talked about already a little bit, photosynthesis, transpiration, respiration. Well, outdoors, there's uh, you have less control over that, but you still certainly do have certain amounts of, of control. In a greenhouse or in an indoor grow room, you have a higher level of control, but it's still the same process. Yeah, we have a, a, a list of, of guests coming up here in season three, um, experts in CEA and experts in farming. And we're going to be addressing some of these very specifically where we're going to talk about how to manage all of these different parameters that plants need for growth. And as a farmer, again, when I use the term farmer, regardless of where you're growing um, or how you're growing, if you're growing, you're a farmer. And, uh, and there's lots of different tools and techniques at your disposal, where you are, what uh, type of uh, technology you're using will then dictate maybe some of your methods and some of your process. So it's really good. I'm, I'm glad that, that you're, you're immersing yourself um, I know you've got a background in field farming like me as well. And and that's and all the important. fertilizer that I'm using, which is cool. And not even the fertilizer, the micros as well. They're all made from food waste. Excellent. You know, ag agro thrive, right? Agro thrive is made from food waste. Yep. Um, and then terror replenish, which mm -hmm. is another thing that I've been using. And terror replenish just takes up a third of the food. So if you're using terror replenish, then you need two thirds of fertilizer to add up. Mm -hmm. to a full dose. So that's kind of like how I've been calculating using the stuff. But you're maximizing availability and, and uptake. And I'm only doing twi twice a year with the Terry replenish, you know, right now we're ready to spray in the fall and then we spray again in the spring. Yep. And so now you're using hoop houses and you're, you're covering at night to keep everything uh, warmer and watch the, the, the nighttime drop temp drops. Correct. Correct. They're, they're, right now they're, they're fully in the, the, you know, with the, they got small little vents on each side just to make sure that I have yeah. uh, circulation going. Like I said, I got good wind. So, so even even out in the field, you're in, engaged in controlled environment agriculture. Exactly, but I'm but you know it's but you're only limited. I mean, I can't. I mean, it's gonna drop in the grow. It's gonna drop in say so called the grow room, right? Yep. It's gonna drop to uh, you know somewhere in the fifties, but everybody's like, wait, that's too cold. And I'm like, no, but the ground is still 75. It was like, there was something on the radio. I heard that it had dropped to 39 degrees at night in Chicago. And this was the only time that you can go swimming in Lake Michigan. Cause it was 72 <laughs> degrees in the lake. Cause the water is warmer. Absolutely. Yeah. Soil temperature is, you know, to temperature of our root zone in a greenhouse is more tightly controlled by what we do. Soil temperatures, we have very little control over, but that's one of the reasons that growers use plastic mulches sometimes and takes advantage of warming up the soil earlier in the spring. So you have better root growth and better germination, but also as we go into the end of the season, you know, air temperature. A lot of a lot of ones are covering them too, right? To, to to eliminate the evaporation too. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's been natural for me being a farmer, but you know, regardless, we're always engaged in some type of controlled environment agriculture because we're trying to whether we're irrigating, whether we're trying to suppress weeds through mulch or other types of materials whether we're nutrient enhancing, uh, adding nutrient enhancements or what have you, uh, or hoop houses. We're, all, we're always doing our best to work with Mother Nature uh, or working with what Mother Nature gives us to, uh, to maximize our plant growth. 
So talking about education and talking about learning and getting more experience and doing some networking, obviously now um, we're, we're seeing a lot more indoor ag events and ag tech events coming up, which is awesome. It's been great. Be in out. every major city I've been seeing every, you know, multiple ones as well. Yeah. Yeah. During the pandemic, I didn't, uh, my travel really didn't slow down much. I was still traveling a lot, but working with work specifically working with growers, obviously a lot of the events either postponed or canceled or, or limited. And, uh, and that was a drag and it's really nice to see them, you know, opening up and, and a lot more people getting out. So, um, just this fall, we've got a couple, I've got a list here in front of me. So we've got our AM hydro seminar coming up, uh, October 20th and 21st. And then right on the heels of that, uh, in Danville, Virginia, there's the CEA summit East, which is a new event. It's in conjunction with indoor AgCon. Um, it is, uh, it's at the Institute advanced learning and research conference center in Danville, Virginia, and it is looking to be a really awesome event. And that's coming up, uh, on October 25th and 26th. Uh, I'll be speaking on the 25th, Dan, uh, excuse me, um, Paul Brentlinger from Crop King will also be uh, joining me. Uh, we'll be talking about the appropriate use of CEA technology and how to select correct technologies for your particular grow operation. So we're looking forward to a really interesting conversation. Any, any dinner plans with uh, with you and um, Paul? Oh, I, I haven't made anything uh, firm, but uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get together. I would go down just for that for just for that event. Well, you know, I I really I think that the networking is so valuable, and you have so many really interesting people and people with wide, uh, wide variety of experiences. Um, I, I enjoy the events. I enjoy speaking. I enjoy, you know, walking the trade show floors, but I really think, you know, just, you know, like, and, and we've done this uh, at indoor ag con, Nick, you and I is, you know, out in the hallway, sitting down with a couple of growers or sitting down with another technology provider and you get to really talk. And, and I know, um, you know, Suzanne at indoor ag con has been really, um, adamant about, you know, helping people engage these conversations and really um, allowing people to network and, and work together. In addition to, you know, providing great, uh, uh, great exhibits and, and um, great panels and things like that. Obviously there's a lot of information, but I think just the, the conversations are, are a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm looking forward to getting together with Paul, um, whole bunch of, of people coming down. And so, that's going to be a real interesting one. So anybody on the East Coast looking at a indoor a CEA event, that uh, that one you definitely want to look for. It's Tuesday and Wednesday, October 25th and 26th. So just check it out. It's called CEA Summit East. And uh, I'm hoping we can get someone uh, from there on the podcast beforehand so we can talk about it in, in a little more depth. We should, I then, should uh, hit up Paul. Let's see if we can get Paul on a little pre. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And um and right after that, uh, I'm jetting straight down to Orlando um, for the 27th to the 29th. That's the PMA uh, Fresh Summit, which is the Produce Marketing Association. That is probably the biggest and most comprehensive event as it relates to the grocery industry. So, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about CEA and the technologies for producing food, but Almost all of us in this industry are are producing crops and marketing crops and trying to meet the needs of the consumers. 
And the only way to really do that is to understand what the retail grocery industry, what's well, going and they're on. merging. People don't understand that the, yeah. the two industries are kind of merging because Absolutely. they are the same kind of, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're absolutely interconnected in my, my career as a, as a farmer, um, the growing and the marketing of the products went hand in hand. You know, I was never just a grower and never just a marketer. You've got to be involved in both and, and to, to be able to, uh, expand your production or shift and change your production based on the needs of the marketplace. In order to do that, you really need to understand what's going on. And so the PMA is a huge event. I've been to it. It's been in Florida before. We also attended Amhydro, went over uh, and attended in Anaheim, California. Uh, last year, it was uh, slated to be in uh, New Orleans. And of course, it was canceled. Um, but uh, this year is going to be very interesting. So if you are looking at, at an event to understand what's going on in the grocery industry, the PMA is definitely the one to go. Uh, bring your walk-in shoes. It's a very big event, but you'll see everything uh, and every possible thing from worldwide fruit and vegetable production, um, all the in newest innovations in packaging technology and equipment, you name it. And a lot of great people. So uh, definitely want to consider going to that. So, so that's, a, there's a lot going on. And in one more in November, um, it's going to be an online sustainable ag technology event. It's called the future of food production summit. So that's again, November 15th through the 17th. And I'll be talking about CEA technologies on that. And that's an online event. So that's definitely something to check out. So that's just over the next two months. Um, some big events that are coming up can be a lot of really great people there. So definitely I would uh, recommend you checking it out. And then of course we're rolling in already into early 2023, which freaks me out. But um in February, we've got another Amhydro seminar coming up, uh, February 23rd and 24th. And then right after that is uh, the next indoor ag con. And that's coming up on the 27th and 28th of February in Las Vegas. And we'll definitely have Suzanne or some of her people on uh, to talk about that uh, coming up. So we'll start uh, talking about some of the panel uh, discussions that'll be happening. So maybe some of the keynote speakers we'll have on the podcast. So over the next few months, we'll be talking a lot about uh, that and, and other future events. So you know, a lot we're going to continue trying to have some of our past guests on too, especially the, uh, the more uh, popular uh, view ones. I mean, I don't really look at views as success uh, from the podcast. The podcast is just to get information out there on demand for people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but we've had a lot of great feedback from all of you, and uh, we've definitely had uh, a lot of great CEA professionals that uh, that were very popular, and we'll be bringing some of them back, having some more roundtable discussions, and we're going to talk a, a little bit more uh, about uh, CEA, uh, the business end of it, and uh, and the economic realities of uh, production as well as as marketing. Your I think we got to have Paul Brettlinger and uh, and Chris Higgins back together again. Certainly. Yeah, that was the by far one of our most popular uh, shows. And, For sure. Uh, and, and Chris and Paul are just a, an amazing uh, wealth of, of experience and information. So it'll be definitely uh, great to have them on. So anyway, um, that's kind of where we're at. And uh, and we're back in in the thick of things and uh, with a lot going on this fall. So we're looking forward to talking with you. We're looking forward to bringing on some great, great guests and having some really great conversations. So thanks very much for spending some time with us. And we're looking forward to get back together with you again real soon as we talk about all things controlled environment agriculture.
So thanks very much. And I hope everyone has a great day.